A judge rules California Prop 22, gig workers law, is unconstitutional. So let's get right into the story. So California's gig workers law, which allows companies like Uber and Lyft to treat workers as independent contractors, not employees, has been ruled unconstitutional and unenforceable by a judge. Voters approved the law as ballot initiative Proposition 22 in November, with companies like Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash spending more than $200 million to campaign for the measure. Labor organizations, including the Service Employees International Union, opposed it. So California Superior Court Judge Frank Roche wrote Friday that the law illegally limits the power of a future legislation to define app-based drivers as workers subject to workers' compensation law, adding that the entirety of Proposition 22 is unenforceable. He also ruled that it was unconstitutional that the law required any future amendments to have a seventh ace vote of approval to pass the legislature. So in general, a group of Uber and Lyft drivers, along with the SEIU, filed a lawsuit seeking to have the measure overturned, and the law exempts gig workers from providing benefits and protection to workers, but requires that they offer health care subsidies and minimum hourly earnings. Roche took issue with the part of the law that requires any future California state law concerning collective bargaining for gig workers to comply with the Prop 22 law. It appears only to protect the economic interests of the network companies and having a divided, unionized workforce, which is not a stated goal of the legislation, he wrote. Joff Edder, a spokesperson for the Protect App-Based Drivers and Services Coalition, or PADS, which includes Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and Instacart, said in a statement emailed to The Verse that they plan to appeal. The judge made a serious error by ignoring a century's worth of case law requiring the courts to guard the voters' right of initiative. Vetter wrote, noting that a majority of California voters had approved the measure and all of the provisions of Prop 22 will remain in effect until the appeal process is complete. Bob Schoonover, president of the SEIU California State Council, praised the judge's ruling in a statement emailed to The Verge. The gig industry's funded ballot initiative was unconstitutional and is therefore unenforceable. Companies like Uber and Lyft spent $225 million in an effort to take away rights from workers in a way that violates California's constitution, Schoonover wrote. They try to boost their profits by undermining democracy in the state constitution, and for two years, drivers have been saying that the democracy cannot be bought, and today's decision shows they were right. And that's basically the document. So here's the thing, right? People will always have different opinions as to uh, what's actually going to, like, you know, what's the like real outcome of this. The thing is, the most likely scenario that's going to end up happening from this is that Uber, Lyft, and Instacart are going to be slowly, probably moving out of California, right? Because it's going to just be a massive cost and a massive burden to them that is not being, you know, like this same type of situation is not being pushed in all the other states, right? This is specifically in California, right? So it's a very high likelihood that they're going to move out of California. 
maybe not a hundred percent, but they're going to have a much smaller presence in California than probably any other state, just because of this situation. Until it truly does end up getting solved for their interest, right? Because this is the this is kind of like the same issue with a uh, Bloomberg when he was running for president, right? When he was trying to become president or be a presidential candidate. He was spending, I think I think he spent like $500 million or like a billion dollars on advertising for his campaign. But he didn't still get his outcome and ended up having to basically just bow out, right? So the good news of this is that it kind of shows that a company just can't spend a bunch of money and solve all of their issues, all the problems that they might have. So that's kind of cool to see. But at the same time, there's nothing stopping them from just completely pulling everything out of California, right? Which financially speaking, business-wise, that would actually make the most sense. Now, a lot of people might like not think that that's actually a good idea. But would a business still stay within a state that is basically slapping them around, right? Because you got to think about it. Other than this issue... California is still a pretty horrible state when it comes to business of any size, right? Like, they're very bad when it comes to taxes. They're very bad at when it comes to regulations. They're very bad at just, you know, having businesses grow, right? So even though this is kind of good for the uh, drivers, at the same time, long-term, is it, Right? Because if the long-term result of this is that all these different companies end up bowing out of California, what happens to all these drivers? Are they going to go back to doing a whole like taxi service situation where it's much more difficult to actually make money, to make actually like a living? So it's going to be very interesting to see what actually happens from this. But the thing is, I think the real issue... That comes from this whole uh, situation with this law, right? Is that what happens if this starts to spread to all the other states, right? Because a lot of people may not think that this is necessarily that big of a deal. But if this gets into every single state within the United States, right? This could bode very badly... Not just on the companies, right? Because the companies will end up losing a lot of money, but also on all the other drivers, right? Because there's some drivers that just want to do it as like a side thing for a short-term period, right? And then there's some people who are doing it full-time and potentially making a decent amount of money. I believe I remember seeing a story about like this one lady who was doing it full-time, making like one to $2,000 per week, which is pretty crazy. But the thing is, you know, there's always expenses when it comes to that. And if you are forced to do like a minimum wage, if you're forced to do like if you if a company is forced to do a lot of things based off regulation, it's going to start weeding out the quality of the drivers. Right. Like, for example, if you're forced to give everyone a minimum wage, right, but potentially may not end up actually having an increase in their amount that they actually make, right? You could potentially have very bad quality 
when it comes to drivers, you could have more criminals be drivers because that's probably potentially more of a pool that you're going to pull from to get more drivers, right? You can have people who have basically, I guess, less skills than everyone else that would potentially do it as like their first job or something like that, right? I, this is the thing, right? It might become a good thing. It might become a bad thing. The only thing is there's always a cause and effect to all of it, right? And a lot of people just don't really think about that. A lot of people try to think in like the short term, but I have a feeling that long term, this type of situation is actually going to be pretty darn bad, right? For the whole ride sharing industry as a whole, but then also on the gig workers that are doing it, right? Because it's just going to get really bad. I think it's going to get really bad for a lot of the drivers to actually end up doing Uber. Because the the majority of Uber drivers don't do it for a full-time living. They do it to like basically supplement their income or do it part-time, right? Or just make money on the side just for the fun of it, potentially. But either way, it's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for more episodes. We try to do this pretty much daily, but... Yeah, this is going to get really interesting. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point and if you want to learn how to make money online go down below as well and we'll see you in future episodes